Good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate. My name is Chad Lemon. I'm here for your 55th episode of Ministry Bits, and um, we're staying consistent. Look at that. We are um, doing a good job, I believe. I say we, as in me, and um, hopefully you're enjoying the shows, and hopefully uh, everything is good with you, and hopefully that uh, your ministry is going well, and uh, hopefully you're getting something from uh, our new kind of editions of podcasts, and uh, wanted to talk a little bit uh, about the previous episodes, previous, um, especially the previous episode on Slack. Uh, I got a couple of comments from people saying, I don't get it. You know, I, I just don't get it. Well, man, that's, that's fine. It's not for everybody. And uh, if you have a system that works, uh, I'm kind of, I preach that pretty big. I've preached that in previous, um, previous episodes as well, that if you have something that works, if you have a system that works, there's no reason to uh, fix something that ain't broke. But um, for me, communication was broken in uh, Facebook Messenger. Facebook Messenger is a dumpster fire for me because I get so much spam on that. Uh, email, uh, trying to toss back and forth emails and figure out what people are talking about with different things is, is kind of kind of crazy. And then when you look at text messaging, you have a constant conversation about five different things going on in one text message conversation. It just gets really, really crowded. And so Slack helps me separate all those things, but yet stay in the same app. And so maybe I didn't describe it very well. Um, but I had a couple, just a couple, just two or three people say, I really don't get Slack. I've tried it before, and, 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 that's, and that's fine. It may not be for you, but for those of you who don't have a good solution, uh, it may very well be a good fit for you. So it's free. You can't, uh, can't go wrong. Try Slack, and um, hopefully that you'll uh, be able to get some good communication going with your team, wherever that may be. And so today, we're going to be talking about YouTube for churches, and then this is YouTube basics for churches. I want to make sure that um, I get that correct because uh, this is going to be very, very basic things. There's going to be a few tips and tricks here and there, especially the related videos trick. You'll want to stick around for that. Uh, there's a there's a really cool trick to not have to show related videos, and I'll tell you about that here in a little bit. But you'll find all the chapters on podcast chapters. If you know um, a couple of different things, I'm going to go through um, having videos, having a Google account, uploading your videos, embedding your videos today. And so um, if you want to check out those four different chapters, we use an app called Pod, or I use an app called Podcast Chapters, and you can actually check that out. And, uh, you know, you can get an idea of what you want to listen to. You can skip around if you want to. And uh, if I'm being too wordy about something, you can skip to the next session and, section and um, figure that all out for you and everything like that. But let's talk about YouTube for churches. I think uh, kind of introducing the topic, YouTube is, is the biggest video. You cannot deny it's the biggest uh, video service out there. It's the most predominant video service out there. It's where everybody goes when they think about video on the Internet. And uh, you should... In my opinion, you should be uploading your videos to YouTube. Um, I think that you should. Uh, every church should have their own channel. Uh, we should be uploading our videos, short and long sermons, uh, devotionals, announcements, all sorts of different things. We should be doing lots and lots and lots of video. People love video. People love it. And so I would highly, highly encourage you to not ignore YouTube as a potential ministry um I guess I'm a ministry magnifier uh, to magnify what you're doing at your church, uh, to let more people see what you're doing at your church. 
um, I would make sure to uh, get everything that I have uh, from youth to youth videos to uh, promotional videos to um, sermon outline sermon videos. I'd be putting everything on my YouTube channel and uh, sharing it to Facebook, sharing it to Twitter, sharing it to whatever social media account that you have. And some of you are fortunate enough to have social media uh, kind of managers or even a deacon over social media. I actually met at Concord Road Church Christ in, in uh, Nashville here has a uh, social media deacon. That's all he does. That's his job. And I think that's a phenomenal thing for this deacon to do is to manage the YouTube account. And, and that's what that's the very definition of a deacon is a servant to to help the church. And if you could have somebody that's uh, savvy in that kind of stuff to do that for you, I think it's really good. But if you think about other video options, you know, hosting your own video on your website, uh, it's problematic for a number of reasons, not easily shareable. It's not easily uh, discoverable. And you'll find that discoverability on YouTube is a huge, huge thing, obviously, because they're owned by Google. Uh, but when we think about uh, the the way the other services out there, you've got Vimeo. Vimeo may look a little better, but it's kind of turns into a outlet for creatives, uh, outlet for people that are making short films and really artistic things. And that's not bad. It's just that it's kind of navigated towards that way. And so YouTube has tend to be the fallback for all of online video. And it's so easy to share, so easy to embed on your own website. We're going to go over those right now. First of all, when you get started, you need, obviously, this, this kind of implies that you have videos to share. Uh, if you don't have videos to share, we're not going to talk about making videos in this, in this uh, episode. We're going to talk about um, you already have those videos ready to go. And it may be one video, it may be 10 videos. You may have an archive of 100 videos or more that you want to put on YouTube. I wouldn't put them all in at once, I guess. Uh, if you've got a very large library of videos that you would like to get on YouTube, um, do that gradually over time. Um, if you've got 100 videos, do that over a month, not all in like two days. Uh, because it's going to get crowded and people are going to, that subscribe to your channel, which subscribers are pretty important, People that subscribe to your channel are going to get inundated with all these new videos, and that's just not the, the way to go. So this kind of automatically implies that you have videos. So let's say you have five videos that you want to start your YouTube channel with. Well, you need to make sure, if possible, that those videos are at least 720p. And when I say 720p, that's the minimum high definition um, output. Um, if they're not, you're going to have these black bars on the screen and it's going to be in that squarish 4.3 format rather than the wide 16.9 format. YouTube automatically uh, defaults to 16.9 format. And so you'll need to make sure that you have at least 720p. Now, if you don't have 720p, we're going to have um, what we're calling a masterclass coming up. And I'll, I'll share more about that here in a future episode. But we're going to have a video masterclass, and it's going to be a couple of episodes just on video. We're going to talk about all the video basics and how to prepare video, the differences in between high definition, 4K, and all those different things. And uh, you want your videos on YouTube to be at least 720p. So nearly every smartphone out there films at least 720p now. Uh, nearly any video, cam any video camera that you can find at Best Buy films in 720p. Um, it's only cameras that are 10 years old or older, probably seven to 10 years old or older that will not film in 720p or above. And most of those cameras will actually do 1080p. I would recommend 1080p to be your default. 
Um, your file sizes are not going to be too large. Um, you will have a large, some of these files will be very large. In fact, if you have a 30-minute sermon file, a video that's 1080p, it's probably going to be about 1.4 to 1.6 gigs, uh, given the right uh, settings that you have on it, how you exported it and whatnot. You want to talk to your tech guys that are that are capturing your video for you and where that video is going and where that video is being stored. And uh, it doesn't matter how big your video is because that doesn't matter so much to YouTube anymore. They're going to crunch the video however they want to do it. They've got some crazy, awesome yet uh, weird algorithm that they have in this compression technology that they have that will crunch a video to make it much, much less, uh, much smaller so that it can stream. It's basically streaming a video every time you watch a YouTube video. It's streaming a segmented video to you on your phone, on your tablet, on your PC, at work. That's all it's doing. And so YouTube has to have a way to make that video as small as possible because something like 600 hours of video are uploaded to YouTube every minute. I think I heard that statistic one day. And so that's a lot of video. And uh, it's incredible what YouTube does in, in just a day. And probably millions of hours of video are uploaded every month, uh, if not more than that. And so they need to find a way to make those videos smaller. So you need to have videos. You need to have them 720p. Don't worry about 4K. A lot of the newer cameras, a lot of the newer smartphones actually film in 4K. Um, you don't need 4K. Now, if you wanted to future-proof, and this is kind of getting into the weeds inside baseball a little bit, but if you wanted to future-proof your stuff starting now, you could film in 4K, but when you edit and export, you could export to 1080p, the standard high definition. And why I say that is because the higher resolution that you can shoot at possible, you know, in 10 years, we're going to have displays, um, or less, 10, less than 10 years, we're going to have displays. 4K is going to be something that is absolutely uh, archaic in 10 years. Uh, YouTube actually, and this is crazy, supports 8K. And that's getting really in-depth and really inside baseball. But suffice to say, it is eight to probably 8 to 10 times that of standard high definition. So as where you're looking at a 4K video that is two to three times bigger than a high definition video in resolution and size, mind you, you're looking at 8K, which is going to be 8 to 10 to 12 to 14 times the size of regular 1080p HD. So if you want to keep those original 4K files and export to 1080p to YouTube, then that's completely fine. But I would say that 4K uploading uh, a 4K video to YouTube right now, not a priority. Uh, not a priority because most people uh, can't watch 4K videos on their screens yet. Um, Screens are getting bigger, screens are getting better, and they will be here. In the next one or two years, you will see nothing less than 4K screens, I think. Uh, but still, a lot of people have older screens. A lot of people have um, smartphones that can't display 4K natively. So don't worry about it, basically, is what I'm trying to say. So I went into all that just to say, don't worry about 4K yet. Uh, YouTube should take just about any format for your videos. If you have a WMV file, Windows Media file, if you have a MOV file, an MP4 file, an MP2 file, if you have any of those, uh, YouTube should be able to take any of them. Um, I haven't run into hardly any situation where YouTube wouldn't take my video, uh, but they, they are able to encode and reprocess and recrunch that video however they want, and so it's not a big deal 
what kind of format that you have. Just make sure it's a good quality format you want to make. What you want is smallest file size for the best quality. And most of the time, that's 1080p HD. Um, and I'll put a couple, a screenshot of a couple of settings that I use in Final Cut Pro um, in some of our videos here at Graymere. Uh, you want your video, and again, this is kind of getting into the weeds with video, and we'll go a lot more in depth with this in our video masterclass, hopefully coming up. And um, you want your videos to look professional. You want them to have graphics. You want them to have a lower third and a bug on them. Um, those are terms that are used by the television industry. A lower third is basically the title slide that says, hey, this is our preacher's name, and this is the Church of Christ that we're at, or Church of whatever, whatever. And um, that actually shows the name and it'll flash up on the screen for five or 10 seconds and it'll kind of fade out real gradually. Nothing like, you know, CNN kind of graphics flashing up on the screen, breaking news and things like that. Nothing like that. Just a nice, simple uh, graphic that you can have a lower third on the bottom. Uh, a bug is actually that clear icon, the clear logo that's kind of dropped down in opacity that is at the corner of the thing that we most of the time we ignore but you can actually put one of those as an overlay in some advanced video editors and you can put it as a white image it just has to be a white image for instance we have Gramier Church of Christ as white and then I'd bump the opacity down to about 30 percent and just have it overlaid on the video uh, the whole time and so it's got a nice little clear gray church, uh, uh, church of Christ down there at the bottom and uh, people know the instant they look at it oh well this is this Gramier Church of Christ and so you kind of need one of those. So that's really cool as well. We'll go into a lot more of that in our video masterclass, but I just wanted to tell you, they need to look professional. Uh, doesn't need to look unsteady, look like a 13-year-old filmed his computer monitor with, uh, playing Minecraft. I mean, it just doesn't need to look like that. And I would break up long videos. Uh, if you have an hour-long uh, deal, an hour-long worship service that you want to do, I would I would kind of break that up and put the sermon uh, part in it. I would put break those up and do different things. I would actually just probably put the sermons, uh, not necessarily the entire service, in uh, on a YouTube video, uh, because very rarely are people going to be um, watching your entire service. Now you can stream your entire service. We're not going to be talking about streaming today. But you can stream. Feel free to stream your entire service and archive that. But uh, I would actually edit out the um, the message because that's what most people are going to want to see. And uh, it'd probably be twenty five to thirty minutes for a Sunday morning, and maybe uh, thirty five to forty five for a Sunday evening for most churches. And uh, I would put other content on there. I'd put classes. I would. I wouldn't just have sermon videos on your YouTube channel. Uh, I'd have promotional videos that you do. I'd have. Other different types of videos uh, that maybe you could take and different things like that. So that's kind of what you need is first of videos. Don't make them too long. Um, you need 720p. Uh, you can have them pretty much in any format and they need to be professional looking with graphics and different things, lower thirds, um, stuff like that. Secondly, you need obviously a YouTube account. Um, and if you have a Google account, if you have a Gmail address, you automatically have a YouTube account. You can sign in on YouTube with your Google, G your Gmail account, and you will have a YouTube channel. And so a channel is just like it sounds. It's a place for your videos to reside. And so you can actually uh, design your channel. You can go, and I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty, but once you log in and once you create a channel, you can create an avatar. You can have a background. It's a lot like creating a Facebook page or a Facebook group. Uh, you can have certain feeds of videos. You can have certain playlists of videos. Uh, you can have sub-channels uh, on the same account. So I have several different sub-channels on my account 
uh, for different things. Graymere is not on mine, but my personal Gmail account is connected to at least four or five different sub channels that I just post videos from uh, every now and then. And so you can have those. You can manage and edit your videos through this. There's a ton of stats that you can look at. You can look at the statistics actually are really telling. Uh, they will give you a lot of depth in the statistics. YouTube is, I mean, they're owned by Google and Google's going to give you statistics. And uh, it will tell you how long people watched your video, where they stopped watching your video. Um, it will tell them how long um, people have collectively watched all of your videos, how many minutes broken down by video. I mean, they'll give you all sorts of different statistics. Uh, you can put videos into playlists. You can see all of your subscribers who subscribes to your account. And a subscriber basically is somebody who says, hey, I want to see these videos. And so they hit the little subscribe button. And uh, you'll be able to, every time you put a video out, it will show up in their inbox. It will show up in their subscription feed on YouTube as well. So it's a really, really nice little way to look at YouTube and uh, so for subscribers to actually go and subscribe to your videos. And you'll probably, if you put out regular content, you'll probably have subscribers from all over the world uh, that will just subscribe to your videos. Uh, some of them might be spam accounts because no network, no social network, no video service is perfect. And so some of them might be weird, but I would go ahead and disable all of my comments on my videos uh, because comments on YouTube are a dumpster fire. And um, lots of people just get on there and just say mean things and weird things. And you just don't want to have any of that to do and you don't want to have to moderate that. So I would disable your comments as well. So that's a Google account. We talked about uh, the format for your videos. We talked about your need for a Google account. Then you upload your videos. And so how do you do that? Well, it's very easy on your page, on every page, actually, you'll be on your channel page, you'll be on any kind of YouTube page, and there's a little upload button. It's a up arrow. Very simple. You click that, it'll take you to a page where you can upload your video. And I would make sure to fill out when you're uploading that video, and it varies upon your internet connection. So if you have a good upload speed, if you have five megabits or more um, upload speed, you should be able to get a 1080p video uploaded uh, in just a few minutes, just a five or 10, 15 minutes, uh, depending on your internet speed. And so when you do that, uh, it's going to be really nice for you to be able to fill in all the information. I would fill it in very, very practically. Uh, I would fill it in especially the title, I would make it practical, not, you know, you don't want a bunch of numbers in it. You don't want it to look like a file name. You want it to say, hey, Sunday, April, whatever, April 19th. Um, this is, you know, uh, Andrew Phillips's sermon on this, you know, Andrew Phillips. And then it says uh, the way that we should act or the way that we should act as Christians, you know, something like that and have a practical title there. So people that will look at the title know, oh, well, that's something that I really want to watch. And then you'll want to have a short description below that. And I think maybe the most important thing is tags. Uh, you'll want to have really good tags. Um, the title and the tags are really important because that's how Google indexes your videos. Uh, you'll have all sorts of tags that you can put on there. Um, anything that in the sermon, you can put uh, a scripture as a tag. Uh, separated by commas, you can put a topic as a tag. You can put Andrew Phillips. You can put every variation of the title in there. Uh, if you have the way we should live as Christians, uh, you should put the way, the way we should live, the way we should live as Christians, Christianity, Christian, you know, you just do all those different things. Now, they will limit you on how many tags that you can have. Um, and so I've, I don't think I've ever hit the limit before, but it's uh, you can have, I think, 30 or 40 different tags on there. 
And so I would have a standard tag set. You know, if you are Graymere Church of Christ, you put Graymere, you put Graymere Church of Christ, Church of Christ, Columbia, Tennessee, um, Middle Tennessee. I mean, put all that kind of stuff in there. And people who are searching, because people might even get on YouTube and search, hey, I'm going to Graymere next. I'm visiting Graymere. I'm from out of the area. And they may go to YouTube and say, hey, I wonder what Graymere has on, on YouTube. I wonder if I can watch their preacher. And so they'll just type in a search term, Graymere Church of Christ. And if you have Graymere Church of Christ in every one of your tagged videos, tags in every one of your videos, then it's going to be very simple for them to find. And so not necessarily if you, you don't need to put Graymere Church of Christ or your church uh, of, uh, you don't need to put it in the title of everything if you have it on your channel. And also if you have it in your tags, you don't have to put such and such church of Christ or whatever like that. And so if that makes sense, you just need to fill out all that information to make your videos as discoverable as possible. Um, the last thing that I'm going to talk about is embedding your videos. Now, basically what I mean by embedding your videos is that you are able to take your video once it's uploaded and once it's got all the information filled out and you can actually share that video and put it on your church website. Uh, you can put it on a Facebook page. Uh, and it's very, very simple. All you do is hit the share icon and you can actually embed that video. You can actually grab the code uh, to put into a block on your website and embed that video right there on your website so it will show up exactly like it does on YouTube. Now, a lot of people have said with churches, with YouTube, the main complaint that I hear all the time is that the, when those related videos pop up, some of them are not related. It'll show a, a, a scantily clad girl, you know, in one of the screenshots. And obviously you don't want that, do you? You don't want that at all. And so there's a relation, a related videos trick that I want to tell you about. And the link to this is in the show notes. There's an article that I linked to in the show notes that you can check out, which are, by the way, at chadl.co slash mbits slash 055. And the simple trick is, is that when you're grabbing the embed code, the embed address, youtube.com slash bunch of numbers, bunch of numbers, slash bunch of numbers, bunch of numbers, whatever, all you have to do is add this little bit of, of, of text at the end of your thing. You do question mark, R E L equal sign zero. And so question mark, R E L, and let me make sure equal sign zero. And so uh, if you add that to the end, and again, this will be in the show notes and I'll have it there and you can just copy and paste it and put it in the end of your um, YouTube related video. Related videos just will not show up. Either that or it will say no related videos. Now, that's a little bit self-deprecating because it will not show any of the related videos from your own channel. It will simply just say no related videos. But I think that we can all agree that we don't want, instead of people seeing the scantily clad woman, we don't want, you know, or anything else for that matter. I'm just using her as an example. We don't want them to see any of that on our channel because it kind of implies that, oh, well, that's they've got other videos with these th those people on them. No, no, that's not what you want at all. Uh, and it, I think it would be better for us to just say no related videos. And so when you go to share that, you can actually at the end of that web address, at the end of that long line of text, HTTP dot YouTube.com slash all the numbers and letters. And then you put question mark R.E.L. equals zero. And that's it. And it should have you have no related videos pop up after that. 
So that is a neat little trick. And I would credit the guy that told me about it at FHU lectureships if I knew his name. I think he's an FHU student, but that guy deserves a gold star for sure. So we've talked about having videos. First of all, the format you need for your videos, your Google account, your YouTube channel, uploading your videos, and then embedding your videos. And there's a lot more in depth that you can go into. Uh, there is a YouTube um, creator's guide for brands. Let me see if I can pull it up here. It's the creator playbook for brands. And I'm going to link to that in the show notes as well. There's a lot of stuff in here that you may not need as a church. But then again, there's a lot of stuff that is really cool uh, about this YouTube guide creator's playbook for brands. And it's just a really helpful thing. It'll give you a lot more in-depth information about uh, uploading your videos, about who to um, YouTube creator playbook for brands. It will actually tell you a lot about those different things. And so um, look at that. Look at the show notes. Look at the links that I'm going to provide there to look into this a little bit more. And again, this was just kind of scratching the surface of YouTube. Uh, hopefully we'll have an entire episode uh, dedicated to this in our video masterclass, which I'll be sharing more about the masterclass series that we're working on here pretty soon. But I hope that you have... Uh, gotten a lot of good information from this. I hope that you're having a great week and I hope that you're using YouTube as a ministry um, in your church to be able to reach the um, the lost and reach those who are um, who are trying to find more about uh, God, more, find out more about God and find out more about your kingdom. And think about it this way. Last thought here. Think about it this way. You putting your videos on YouTube could potentially impact the eternity of someone's soul. It, it could potentially impact somebody hearing a message from your preacher on a video on YouTube coming to your congregation and being baptized. And this could save a soul. And I think that when we look at technology like this, we need to look at it as a tool uh, for our ministries. I often think about what would Jesus, how would Jesus use these tools? How would Jesus use Facebook or how would Paul have used Facebook or YouTube or different things like that? And I think they would have used every tool at their disposal to glorify God. And I think that's what we should do. So thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another episode. I'll be uh, talking to you more about next week about the masterclass series that we're going to be working on. And um, hopefully that will be very beneficial for you. Uh, and uh, I want some feedback on that as well. You can find show notes to this episode and more at chadl.co slash mbits slash 055. And uh, this has been the 55th episode, and I thank you so much for tuning in. Go out and have a blessed week. Mm-hmm.